Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. I want you to uh, proof the letter I'm writing to Senator Mitt Romney okay. and Senator Joseph Manchin. Okay. Why in the world would I be writing them a letter? I thought they were retired. <laughs> they, they are the last ones I saw on that list. Manchin from the Democrat side and Mitt Romney from the Republican side. So it still means we have a gridlock Congress. Of course, I don't know when, when these, these retirements are going to take effect. But anyway, those are the two, not just senators, but uh, I would call them savvy business men. Particularly Mitt Romney, who formed Beans Capital to do the very thing that we're proposing to do with the great American enterprise. Mm -hmm. is uh, do a bailout and a haircut of fixed cost to get down to the break-even point and uh, then start making money on the trade. The... Uh, Supply chain, global trade. We're not going to get out of the global trade. It's here to stay. We're not going to drag them back here by tax breaks or whatever. The U.S. deal was just sold to Japan. Caterpillar does all their manufacturing of their huge equipment in China. So this is uh, the American Enterprise Party. American capital marries American human capital as its slogan. Keep America great as the swing vote party for consensus government governance. January 10th, 2024. Dear sirs, Senator, um, Senator Romney uh, at James Madison Federal Building, 324 25th Street, Ogden, Utah, 84011, and Senator Joseph Manchin at 900 Pennsylvania Avenue, Suite 629, Charleston, West Virginia, 25302. Dear sirs, I have sent you individually my book or books. Senator Romney, you've got volume one, and I'm sending you volume two and three. And Senator Manchin, you have all three that I sent to your office. Regarding the American Enterprise Trilogy, Volume 1, The Plan, Volume 2, The Platform, and Volume 3, The Party. Detailing a plan, a platform, a party to reorganize America's debt, Congress, Supreme Court, and Presidency to avoid Chapter 15 of the International Bankruptcy Laws. Will bankruptcy happen? It's my view. If you go look at the debt clock, it's, it's already ha happened. With the failure of the current and past administrations allowing unlimited access to our borders for terrorist, drug dealing, and welfare cases that bury our abilities to financially manage the sanctuary states, counties, cities, townships that are in chaos. We gotta get rid of the waste. We gotta get our fixed costs down to the break-even point. 
That's what bankruptcy does. Chapter 11 in the United States and Chapter 15 internationally. As the founder and CEO of the American Enterprise Party, I'm asking you individually or collectively to lead the party. Implement the plans and platform to its goal of becoming the swing vote to implement a quasi-reorganization of America's debt and deficits. Then using the plan to finance the bailout of failed congressional and administrative processes to stop the default of the debt ceiling 79 times by converting financial records to generally accepted accounting principles called GAAP and procedures, which would be called um, accountability, employ risk-taking American workers to have a say in the solution with ongoing success of a profitable and equity-based country. Ask not what you can do for your party, ask what you can do for your country. As presented in my American Enterprise Trilogy, refinanced by trade war bonds, not income taxes and 46 subsidiary taxes, a Federal Reserve central banking system incorporated into the U.S. Treasury Department using America's $200 trillion of collateral to keep the global trade on a dollar-based reference, RTF currency. Currently, OPEC is asking to de-dollarize trade and use their alliance with China and its yuan as a reference currency around the world, 193 countries. This is the last nail in the coffin to trigger Chapter 15 of the International Bankruptcy Code to put America into the dissolution mode, dissolution mode for its $34 trillion in current liabilities and $200 trillion in long-term obligations collateralized by $200 trillion in liquid and fixed natural and monetary assets. In other words, the Chinese wolf warrior plans, the, the Chinese wolf warrior plans to replace America as the new world leader in trade and governance. If we don't, any two of our suppliers or foreign investors can file for dissolution of the American enterprise to collect unpaid interest on debt or liquidation of the treasury bills, bonds, notes held to term and unpaid. Why would this happen? The yield on treasuries is inverted, and the American economy is inflation and an insolvent position per, per the www.usdebtclock.org. Check it out. This plan puts the American dream back into our policies and our great American enterprise on a sound financial system to be able to report the results of operations that is creating profits from trade, energy, transportation, agriculture, urban development, education, health care, environment, by downsizing the bureaucracy and upsizing our entrepreneurial spirit, thus privatizing our subsidiary agencies, institutional government, into money makers and liquidators of our humongous debt obligations. America's current debt of $34 trillion escalating at the rate of $300 billion per month, funded by inverted yield treasuries, totaling $7 trillion in the hands of our competitors and enemies, plus $200 trillion in unrecorded obligations, www.us.debtclock.org, 
for Medicare, Medicaid, Obamacare, Social Security, Income Security, Government Pensions, and 13 Entitlement Programs written into law, only to name a few. This keeps America number one in the world of trade, sovereignty, and the only true free market enterprise and democracy in the world, bar none. Qualifications of the candidates of the swing vote bailout party. First, Senator Mitt Romney, entrepreneur, millionaire, leader, patriot, and aspiring to be president someday. Senator Joe Manchin, entrepreneur, millionaire, leader, patriot, and aspiring to be president someday or maybe in 2024. Both have the experience, proven talent and leadership, reputation and ability to manage the American Enterprise Party um, plan of reorganization. Will the Reds or Blues fix it? No. Will the progressives or the progressives or the conservatives fix it? No, they have caused it. Who will fix it? I say that it was the American Enterprise risk-taking human capital that I will label deservatives. So now we have the we have the liberals and the conservatives and the deservatives. Who's that? Well, that's of the people, by the people, for the people in the Constitution. That's those that make America great. America is great. To keep it great, we have to capitalize on not only our monetary and and um, natural resources, we have to capitalize on our human capital, the risk-taking Americans that run the business every day. Got to downsize the cost of a great American enterprise bureaucracy, 24 million government workers to be number one in global trade, governance, and peaceful coexistence in a troubled world. By upsizing GDP and GNP profitably, capital generation and cash flow to liquidate the shortfall, $231 trillion in debt versus USA's GDP of $34 trillion versus worldwide GDP of, a, P of $103 trillion. That has defaulted on the debt limit 79 times with an inverted yield on short and long-term bonds, bills, and notes. The U.S. Treasury continues a policy of wasting taxes and hiding debt by adding currency and borrowing into the cash receipt side of budgetary accounting, thereby cooking the books. That understates our obligations in the short term and long term. Without utilization of gap accounting and Chapter 15 of the International Bankruptcy Law, the government is insolvent and bankruptcy, the first step to dissolution, shall happen. Thomas Jefferson added to the Constitution, government is not, is not to spend more than it earns, is to not spend more than it earns. So our current procedures violate the Constitution, while Chapter 15 of international law applies. It's a cross-borders comedy or cooperation of courts. Both of you know the problem because you are astute businessmen who have applied the bankruptcy laws in your own business dealings. Currently, China is converting to GAAP, generally accepted accounting principles, to avoid what we see on the debt clock about the great American enterprise. They don't want to fall to the same trap. 
It's unrecorded debt and deficits that are caused by the underlying policies of both existing parties. Be they rhinos or dinos aligned with the Republicans or Democrats, it is self-evident they are looking for a third party to stop the spiral into insolvency and ultimately bankruptcy. I reiterate, act not for your party, act for your country. As a consultant to the American Enterprise Party in filing for Chapter 15, a plan of quasi-reorganization, I have written the plan, platform, and political party procedures that will implement the creditor committee using the American Enterprise Party trilogy to keep America great. First of all, is it necessary? And secondly, will it work? The answers are in the books that I have written, along with the benefits to the citizens of the United States of America to avoid takeover by China and its alliances around the world. At this point, those forces are in place to use Chapter 15 to put America into bankruptcy. And to avoid this happening, the tables have to be turned on their plan to employ America, not destroy America. America is the major consumer in the world of poverty, uncertainty, warlords, monarchs, dictators, with America being the one and only true democracy due to laissez-faire enterprise. The Western Hemisphere, culture, and free risk-taking spirit are what the open borders, monstrous debt, and poor leadership are destroying. It will take a swing vote third-party referee to keep America great, not MAGA or BBB, build back bigger and better government to continue on a path, will take us on a path to self-destruction by politics, gridlocking and dividing our country into bankruptcy and causing the takeover by those that envy our success. Allah, China, Russia, not the axis of evil, the axis of... um, bankruptcy filing. Uh, That would include uh, also South Korea, North Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Singapore, India, Africa, uh, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia. So I inspire you both to accept the challenge of leading this third party into the next century based on the principles of free markets and the entrepreneurial spirit that the pilgrims had in 1620, not 1619 slave ships. As the invention of free enterprise, monetary capital and human capital using free trade beans for corn, corn for cotton, cotton for covered wagons, for cars, trains, and planes delivering products worldwide. As the number one consumer of the global trade supply chain, that is controlled by China's monopsony government and monopoly shipping distribution system and its global alliances, we are losing $1 trillion per year in GDP, GNP, and cash flow to 30 suppliers who hold $7 trillion American unsecured paper that export more to us than we import to them. Ray Dalio of Bridgewater and Larry Fink of Black, uh, BlackRock, the largest head funders, Hedge funders are saying, let evolution be with you as China takes over our firemine supply chain, essentials and sovereignty through open borders, planting and planting the communist socialist Trojan horse in our midst. Have we lost our bearings when we have transferred trillions of dollars of wealth to other 
worldly spheres that are now going to bury our great American enterprise in debt and deficits caused by bad political and business dealings. The American hedge funders say, let evolution be with you, selling short on America and long on China and its alliances. I say, no, we are the only leader of the world away from the Hunger Games to the Prosperity Games. Let freedom of opportunity ring for all who learn to earn with a skill to build in our great small businesses. An average 60,000 start and 60,000 fail every month and start over using the protection of Chapter 7, 11, 13 of the Bankruptcy Code to try again and again that sows the seeds for our eternal prosperity called the American Dream and and laissez-faire capitalism. Let me know your thoughts on why this won't work or will work with you two leading the way to the middle of the road for common sense governance, profitability, and patriotically using ethical free enterprise principles and gap financial record keeping for accountability at every government level. Very truly yours, Jerry Rhodes, CPA, founder and CEO, American Enterprise Swing Vote Political Party. Enclosures, the American Enterprise Party Trilogy, two books for Senator Romney, Volume 2 and 3, Plans for Quasi-Reorganization of Our American Capitalist Standards and Restoring the American Risk-Taking Human Capital's Patriotic Work Ethic. A poem, Our American Dream by Jerry Rhodes, published in the Eighth Wonder of the World, published by Rhodes Publishing Company. Senator Manchin, you have received the three books by separate uh, FedEx. P.S. I can understand your desire to wash your hands of your party and its gridlock that is dividing America's survival and a losing battle to pass incompetence for fiscal and financial affairs. 90% who are attorneys, bankers, economists, and public health officials called a bureaucracy that take advantage of their wealth to believe that they are smarter than the human capital that works together with the monetary capital in every business in America. This is not the rule of law, but the law of rulers over a marriage of Americanism, monetary capital, and human capital, gestated in our Constitution, along with the rule of law and work ethic for the human, for the humanism share in the greatest teamwork in the world. We need to ask not what we can do for our party, ask what we can do for our country. Americrats, ideology versus autocrats. America, the bountiful, is worth saving under our flag traditions, heroes, seeking freedoms to start and fail in American enterprise, the best producer and supplier suppliers in the world. www.americanenterprisepoliticalparty.org www.jerryrhodesauthor.com jerryrhodes at email.com <laughs> I guess I recorded all that. And I plan to package up um, Mitt Romney's Volume 2 and Volume 3, because I've already sent him Volume 1, and he kind of opted out, saying the Republicans can handle it, and obviously they can't. Is he a rhino? Well, yeah, I think he is probably more of a, a Republican in name only and would call himself a moderate conservative. That's what the American Enterprise Party is all about. Oh, is it just another party that's going to want to control America? No. The swing vote doesn't have to control anything except the 
the, the, the bills that are passed through the House and the Senate to get to the President. And those need to be consensus. They need to be uh, based upon generally accepted accounting principles, not on uh, phony management by a um, false positive budget at every level. Every level is in effect in a deficit position because they have not recorded all their obligations. So it's at that point where it has to change. If it doesn't, China will take over. They have the alliances, they have the ownership of our treasury bills that obligate us to pay the interest. If we don't pay the interest, it compounds and goes into the, to the principal. It's an ever-losing battle. So unless we do it before it happens, avoid it, we, we can wait till it does happen. And then it gets way harder to fix it. So I hope uh, uh, Senator Romney and Senator Manchin opt to be the leader of this movement, of which I started. I have a podcast, the American Enterprise Party. I've got 330 or 40 episodes that would educate you on the background of all this. And I'm a graduate of Arthur Anderson, the greatest public accounting firm and consultant of all time. And I've had my own business now for 50 years, along with my wife and son and all the employees that helped me try to turn around the nursing home <laughs> debacle. And the government got in the way of that. So anyway, I think I'm qualified to offer this position to the only two people I see that can lead the party. Donald Trump? Uh, I don't think so. If he doesn't get... Uh, if he doesn't get uh, the Republican nomination, then he's a possibility. But he, I don't think that he's of the of the, the the tenor of the Mitt Romney and Joe Manchin to be able to implement this plan. But we'll see. Thanks for listening. Bye. Good morning, America. Uh, this is Jerry Rhodes talking to you from Chicago, Illinois. Just sitting here having coffee with my lovely wife. She just got out of the hospital uh, for having, they say, aspirational pneumonia, which is really the fluid um, overload that she's been treated for for a number of years. But no clots. Uh, blood pressure is great, so we're now adjusting to getting back home and sleeping 10 hours. But we were just listening to Fox News. We do listen to Fox News, and no, we're not just Republican or Democrat. We're what I have labeled American Enterprise Party uh, believers. Why? Because that's the party I started. I'm the founder and CEO of the American Enterprise. I call it Swing Vote Party. This party is not looking to control anything. It is to be the referee for the craziness that's going on in this country caused by our two-party system. In gridlock, always pointing picture, pointing thumb, uh, sorry, uh, their fingers at 
uh, the opposition. I call it the McCoys and Hatfields, shooting each other until they're dead and leaving America dead. But anyway, uh, this whole thing about who you're going to vote for, this old guy Biden, uh, it's going to be 84, or this old guy Trump, who's going to be 82, or DeSantis, who is a young man, uh, graduate of uh, Harvard and Yale Law School, never ran a business, never invented anything, and has never run a business. Uh, and that's all America is, is a huge enterprise. I've been making the point that American capitalism, the monetary part, which includes bonds and stocks, that's capital. Uh, it's marrying American socialism, which is the workers. That's the human capital. And it all comes from Adam Smith. If you go read his book of Wealth of Nations, very common sense down-to-earth farmer, I'm sure, that applied the first principles of laissez-faire enterprise. Laissez-faire being labeled by the French because they understood why America is great. They all understand why we're great. They just want a piece of the pie. They will promise anything to get our wealth. Well, our wealthy people are investing at God knows where, probably in China, India, uh, um, Iran, OPEC, uh, South, South Korea, those 30 nations that export more to us than we import to them. A trillion dollars a year loss in cash flow, which really is, is because of shipping, a $3 trillion a year loss. Why would we have all this debt? Oh, the politician's not going to tell you because it's both parties' fault. They never ran a business like this. Who, who in the hell that we've had president ever ran a business? Trump, yes. Was he making uh, grounds and in, in, in getting close to so-called drain the swamp and and keep the number one uh, number one position in the world when it comes to globalization? Because we're not going to prevent globalization. The, the cell phone made this world so small now we have to think about um, the, the entire market, which, of which we have been benefiting from since the Second World War. Because our currency has been the number one reference in doing trade and, and valuing things at, at, in currency. Uh, we're we're going to lose that. The value of the dollar is no longer a hundred cents. We're lucky if it's if it's fifteen cents. Depends on how far back you go and took it off the gold standard. We have no backing. The only backing, and we're destroying it, is our production of energy, which Trump got into and was protecting us and making us independent. We've lost that revenue stream. To who? Russia, OPEC, uh, China buys from Russia. Uh, even Israel. Uh, where are we when it comes to production of anything? We sent it overseas under the premise by these presidents that had no idea what they were doing because it was cheaper child labor. That was the claim. And then we criticized them for using children. They don't use children. Go look at the videos of, of the huge cities, 20 cities in China larger than New York City. Who built those cities? It wasn't children labor. It, everyone there is busy. They don't have a union. They don't have 
a, a, a way to go on strike and and get all kinds of laws and, and they do have a social security system you bet they do and it's forced on the um, oligarchs they don't have small business they have our ideas in their oligarchs producing gdp for who them what about us well we sit here and we don't produce anything. Even McDonald's is now being, being feeding their cash flow, not ours, even though they don't have to ship a hamburger overseas. Everything else being shipped overseas costs trillions, Billion, millions, billions, and trillions. And guess who controls the seas? China. The Chinese control the seas. How can that be? Well, they have their own container ships, cargo ships. They make the containers. They had a 14,000-acre container inventory in Shanghai that is all robotics. They don't use manual labor for loading and unloading those containers. Hell no. That, that happens in our ports, our 20 ports. Or human labor has to unload. You think China's unloading those cargo ships and putting it on our trucks and then driving our trucks to, to our wholesalers and retail? Hell no. Well, who pays for that? Uh, American wholesalers and retailers. Well, what about the pricing? Well, the pricing is being done by the Chinese, typically, because they're doing 75% of the business that, that is being conducted around the world, and it includes shipping. It doesn't include distribution. So they have basically employed us to do the distribution of their products, put it on, on their shelves, and they don't spend a penny for marketing. They don't buy space like Coca-Cola has to buy space on, on Costco's and Walmart's shelves. It is insane. Why else would we have a $1 trillion loss and imbalance of trade and be paying all of this shipping, FOB, which means <coughs> their pricing includes shipping to the destination. Unbelievable. Here is a monop monopsony, which is the Chinese government. That's what you call an, a totalitarian government, a monopsony. They are the buyer of last resort from their monopolies to, to feed their people. The only thing they really need from us most is, is food. Well, hell, when their cargo ships get here and we have to load food up on them and send them back, they charge shipping. They they have it both ways. This is insanity. So both parties don't know what the hell's going on. They don't know how to fix it. I'm saying as a CPA and somewhat of an expert in business, since I've owned my own for 40 years, we have to turn the tables on them. Anytime your, your seller is controlling the pricing and, and deciding what they're going to charge for it, and then they're going to charge shipping for it, and we end up paying and incurring losses, we'll never make that up with growth because 30 countries export more to us than we export to them. How in the hell did that happen? Because our small business ideas, where the growth comes from in this country, it doesn't come from, from Amazon and Bezos and, and, and uh, uh, the other billionaires. Hell no, they usually have stolen their products because they can sell and market or steal Hell no, it all happens in the small businesses because they have in this country the freedom to fail. 
They can start businesses, 60,000 businesses start in this country per month, and 60,000 of them go BK, bankruptcy, bankruptcy. But in that process, we have created 90% of the technology around the world. Just look at all the products that we have here. They weren't invented by China and Russia. And no, totalitarian governments never invent anything. They just start wars. They just want to grab the land. The most valuable uh, valuable asset we have is our land. We are the largest, next to Russia, in land uh, square miles. And we have way more natural resources than any other country in the world. We have all it, all it takes to, to be number one. And we have been. But since Roosevelt, and we've only had leaders that had to fight wars, in terms of shooting wars and then dropped the bomb on, on civilians, which, which didn't go over very good with our so-called allies. Uh, no, it's, it's our, our land. And now the Chinese are starting to buy it. And why is Bill Gates buying up land? Why are the billionaires buying up our most valuable product, product which is our land and our farming system? They want to know seeds. They want to know all our, they're stealing it. That's what's going to make them great, and it's going to destroy us. And they'll take all the credit, and they'll become number one. China, yes. Uh, they're rising, and we're falling. And where we cross, that's called a either a hot war or a cold war. Right now, it's turning into a hot war because we're running out of the ability to borrow. When all 30 nations decide they don't, will no longer take fiat dollars that are printed up by us because they don't have that much value and they'll convert everything to crypto, or they will not uh, take long-term treasury bills. Because right now there's an inverted yield on long-term American treasury bills because people don't have faith in America being able to pay them back. Guess what? They, they'll want the short-termers you know, the 10-day, two weeks, 30 days, 60 days, and, and, and they don't want to pay more than 3%, and on, on long-term, 1%. And then we got an idiot who's our Secretary of Treasury, who used to be the idiot running the Fed, says we need a 100-year Treasury bill so we can borrow more money and put it off, put everything off until the next century. I'm sorry, honey, ain't going to work. China will take over, and, and they're near it right now. We do not have a whole decade. They have their wolf warrior plans to take over, not and destroy democracy. No, hell no, they don't have to. They're, they've employed us. Everybody in America now works for China when you see their labels on everything. If, that's, if it's not them, it's South Korea on cars. It's Mexico on cars. It's, it's cars from Italy. It's uh, wine and God knows all the fabrics. Everything's produced overseas. And we are the retailers. Wholesalers, retailers, what does that mean? We, we work for <laughs> the imbalance of trade countries. Their GDP is going up and ours is leveled out and it's going to go down with the Fed doing what they're doing. That's for sure. They're going to put General Motors in, into bankruptcy. They're going to put in the capital. We, we can't raise capital. And we're not going to be able to borrow. And, and when that happens, guess what? Foreclosure. It is then bankruptcy because then none of these suppliers will take our 
fiat dollars or our treasury bills because they want to destroy America financially. Then we're beholding. Then we're under their thumb. It is not going to be a shooting war. The nuclear weapon thing, we caused that. It wouldn't even be a factor if we'd shown them the film in, in New Mexico of what it could do, and we would have a deterrent. Oh, hell no. Truman dropped it on, 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 on civilians. 250,000 died. Do you think that inspired the rest of the world to not hold America accountable for what we have now? Come on. Wake up. The, the politicians aren't going to tell you the, the truth. They want to talk issues, not problems. They've been instructed, do not educate the voter because they'll, they'll, want, to, they'll want to know more. They'll want to know why we aren't coming up with solutions and why the two parties disappointed each other and continue to increase the debt and the deficit spending and say Biden's a genius. He's an idiot. I've never seen a president do more wrong in, with executive orders in, in seven days as he's done. I label him as the Wizard of Oz because whatever exists in that party is from the background. He's a puppet. They write all of his speeches. They write all of his responses. That's why he doesn't do anything impromptu. And his VP is a word salad. She's trying to impress people. She doesn't impress anyone. If he topples over today, we're in big trouble. And now Pelosi's going to retire. She said we need immigration because we need to have people pick the crops, pick the cotton, I guess. They'll be slaves again. And, and Schumer says we need to have more babies, brown babies. We need to balance off this white supremacy. Good God, I'm telling you, if we don't do something now, that's why I'm calling myself the stupid stranger. Somebody's got to come in and start applying solutions to these problems. We have to state these problems to the voters and then have a plan, a plan of action on how we fix it. We're going to turn the tables on all 30 of these other countries that think they have a corner on our market. How do you do that? Stop paying shipping. We're not going to pay shipping. Come over here. You know, rent out some land in America and set up your supplier over here. We're not going to pay shipping. Well, guess what? That sinks uh, China's ships out there, the cargo ships, immediately. Because we want to have control over the market. Because it's our ideas. It's our technology. And they're using it to get back at us and take over. It, who's they? Well, you know, it's, it's the same as a commune. You know, it's the communists. Where they tell their people everything is going to be fine and they, they control everything from a central point. China's low overhead. They don't have 50 different governors telling them, trying to tell them what to do by running against them. They don't have all of these mayors who, who have no accountability. The governors have no accountability, no, nor do the mayor, mayors or the um, city councilors when it comes to analytics. They should be responsible for their own gross domestic and national product. They, they, they are not uh, responsible for the horrendous crime rates, abortion rates, high school dropouts. Um, no, they're not, they're not accountable for anything. They want to blame the parties, the, the president. The president is at the mercy of a low-producing and accountable republic. And if you don't believe me, ask 
what all the 24 million government-paid workers do. No one knows what all of these 40,000 employees of this, 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 I don't even know what to call him, traitor Fauci, 40,000. He had the coronavirus mapped in 1984 and, and sent it over through this um, Dozic and, and funded it. And they took it and were using it to try to determine a vaccine, which he never did could find for AIDS. And it got out. It's not from the monkeys or from the bats or whatever. Matter of fact, it can't even be transmitted from a non-vertebrate to a vertebrate. So whatever they're saying in terms of has come from a bat, a bat's got vertebrates, so do a lot of other animals. Maybe it didn't come from an animal. Maybe it came from some biological uh, lab, an eminence bowl. Who knows? We mapped it. We sent it over there. It's crazy. And he, Fauci took over the country. Who put him in charge? Pence. What about Pence? I call him Brutus. He took down Caesar. He did. That whole bunch was public health officials running our country. They have never, ever run a business. Our whole country, except for the uh, essentials, which is all your big businesses and all the government employees, they got their salaries plus stimulus. Wait a minute. That's not right. That's not fair. Yeah, well, they were running the country using fear, and Fauci was using the cover his ass. And we're going to take it? I think we better do our own revolution. This is a revolution. This isn't evolution. If it is, then we're going to go to number, number 30 or 40 in the world. We're number 38 right now in health care, number one in cost. Health care is upside down. We pay all the providers for input, a diagnosis or a prescription drug or a lab test, not for an outcome. None of healthcare is held accountable for an outcome. What is an outcome? That's getting people better or preventing the disease or preserving our health. I've written books and books and books. No one reads the books. Well, folks, you better start picking up the books and educating yourself because this country is sinking not one day, well, not annually or election time. No, every day. Every day we're sinking. So to keep America great, and I have a podcast, you better start listening to me. And I am the stupid stranger at this point because we have no one else. That's, it's not preaching. It's teaching. It's teaching everyone on what's happening here because everyone, like in World War II, have to, have to get up on their, uh, on their hind legs and say, no more, no mas. We're taking over. And we're going to run the, the, the country as an enterprise, not as an institution. Not the three branches of an institution, the three departments of the biggest enterprise and com company or corporation in the world, tre ma making sure that the uh, NGOs and the so-called stakeholders are benefiting. It's not stakeholders first and, and, and shareholders last. No way. It's the investors getting a return on their money and the employees getting a return on their effort. It's called you have to work to earn and you have to learn to build something or have a skill that we can build and make money on. 
That's called profit. You know, who's against profit? You're against the, the very success that got us here. The, 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 it's not a carrot. It's a reward. And we have to base everything in the future on that formula. American capitalism, which is the monetary investment of capital for our growth, and American socialism, which are the, the enterprising risk-taking Americans that make up the solution. So I sign off right now. I've got somebody at the door. So keep listening. Yes, I'm the stupid stranger, and no, I'm not running for president. I'm looking for people that can solve the problem. Thank you. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. Here we are around the breakfast table doing our research. <laughs> Today's topic is right off the college debt. Biden and his team are hell-bent on getting those votes. Mm -hmm. They're going to write off $1.2 trillion growing, still growing, still being done, college debt. Unbelievable. I mean, all these younger, uh, more r radical college students running up the debt and saying they can't afford to pay it off. And they're not even out of school yet. They're, they're, most of them are in school 8, 10, 12 years. Live with their parents after they get out because they had psychology or philosophy as a major. Anyway, what's behind all this? I wonder how much these colleges and universities have in their endowment funds. Because they're very quiet. Usually in a, in a creditor situation like the, the college debt where the government has guaranteed it, they usually go to the debtor, which is a college and universities that made money off of this. They had a 20, 28% increase in the value of their endowments in 2021 due to the rise in the stock market in, in a... In a in, in, in an economy or enterprise that is represented by the stock market is going up because of what? Well, insane government spending. The government is holding up this, this house of cards. Underneath the house of cards, just listen to this. Harvard, annual budget, $6 billion. 19,000 employees, a $50 billion endowment. Actually, I went into to our trustee Siri or our, our uh, internet and found these numbers. 927 billion of endowments of colleges and universities in America. Huh. That's where the money is, folks. They're expecting the taxpayers to write off $1.4 trillion in college debt so these young uh, socialists or whatever they are from what they're learning in these universities anymore, radical, so they can go out and protest and reelect Joe Biden so he'll write off that debt. Well, it's been my position all along that, that, that 
there should be no write-off of the college debt unless it's written off against those that those colleges and universities that raise their tuition and their costs by 200 or 300% when the government said they'd guarantee these loans. And they're the ones that should suffer the loss when, when the students that supposedly they have turned into uh, responsible citizens that can pay their bills by working and, and helping our enterprises uh, make money which is not happening because we're only talking about the economics of America. That's the cost of government. That's the cost of everything. We fail to, to, to discuss our great enterprise that is losing a trillion a year to a trade imbalance. Uh, we have leadership that thinks we should take the loss for everything. And frankly... Uh, it's put us into bankruptcy. But Harvard, $53 billion in endowments. Yale, $42 billion. Uh, I can't read my writing. Oh, University of Texas, $40 trillion. Stanford, $38 trillion. Princeton, $37 trillion. Oh, those eastern seaboard universities that really create our, our legislators, uh, they all come through an attorney program expecting to get their big piece of the pie. Uh, the, 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 who else here? MIT, $27 billion. University of Pennsylvania, Biden's university, $20 billion. Notre Dame, $18 billion. Down to a measly $9 trillion for Cornell. Or a total valuation in the stock market of these endowments set $974 billion. It increased 35% in 2021 while we were having a downturn because the country was closed down by the Fauci virus. And the big, the big universities and educational systems, they stayed open. And so did the big boxes. And so did the big government bureaucrats. They all got their paychecks. They were essential. Essential to holding up the, the, this house of cards. Wow. And out of that comes what? Woke journalism. Woke ESG and DEI formulas. The Bill Gateses and the Buffets and the Musks of the world never invented anything. Never did invent it. Oh, Musk, he invented the electric car. He invented that Tesla battery. They didn't invest anything. They are salesmen. We do need salesmen. We do need marketers. We do need our great enterprise system to make money. Because otherwise we do not have uh, the resources to sustain this, what's, what I call now an oligarch, which is run by 100 senators, 435 uh congressmen and women, or whatever they are, and nine Supreme Court justices and the president and 50 governors and 400-some-thousand, 400-I forget how many city mayors and county supervisors. We've got bureaucrats coming out of our, you know what? And we no longer operate at any level on the rule of law. 
It is the law of rulers. Therefore, we get to, in a long-winded way, today's topic. America is no longer a democracy. The demise of the enterprise. It's not the economics, stupid. That's the cost of doing business. The the enterprise is the the profit that's made by the enterprise. When the economics go sky high and and the profits go uh, into the red the other way, guess what? You have a bankruptcy in making. And bankruptcies start out slow, and then eventually they pick up speed, and then they happen all of a sudden when OPEC says they want to de-dollarize trade. <laughs> They're one of the biggest traders. You can spell that either way, because they are now in alliance with good old China. They're buddies. Yeah, OPEC wants to use the yuan as the Chinese currency as the reference currency in trade. Well, I'll tell you right now, if and when that happens, and they and they want to use Chinese cryptocurrency or a one-bank cryptocurrency, and when that happens, goodbye America, goodbye Amer- the great American enterprise, because we will no longer be number one. God knows where we'll end up with the debt we've we're got hung on our ourselves. So what does this mean, no longer a democracy? Well, the Constitution's been amended 29 times. Mm. And now they want to apply the Constitution to hang Trump so he can't run. And if he wins, <coughs> we're still going to be bankrupt because he's a real estate guy. He's not a business, uh, not a, a global trade person. Got to have somebody that at least understands the process of China taking over global trade by building their own shipping monopoly. Since 90% of the goods around the world are, can go by ship. And, and, and it's the worst concept because it's the farthest away from the consumers. And we're the consumers of the world. 30 countries are exporting more to America than we import to them. So, what else? The debt ceiling exceeded 79 times. Uh, open borders, threats to society 110 million times after Biden gets through letting them in. No vetting, no talent, no skills. Don't speak English, don't have anything but a bag of fentanyl they'll bring into the country. Number four, leaders failed 47 times, except for uh, Abdalanoor Roosevelt and and uh, Abraham Lincoln. The rest of them are all attorneys of some sort or another and did nothing to save the democracy. Number five, protests causing riots every time. So we now have the, the protesters having more rights than the, the enterprises we have that took the hit for the George Floyd deity and, and, and the hate crime that was could have been and should have been prevented by this the mayor going out there and pulling the guy off the guy's neck and charging him with a hate crime. Number six, budget is ignored. 
debts incurred every time. The budgets add in debt into the cash receipt side to say they've balanced the budget. Federal budget, <laughs> it's a farce. Uh, each state budgets, it's a farce. None of these colonies, as I call them, and big brother uh, government or big brother government or a monarchy, you take your choice, um, is financing this whole mess because each each state is incurring debt to cover uh, the law of rulers. We no longer have the rule of law at any level. Number seven, propaganda in tune with TikTok efficiency all the time. Number eight, freedom's not worth a dime. Well, I don't know if you can give a, 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 a counter-argument if we were on the debate stage, which never gets to these things. Oh, hell no. We don't want the voters to be educated. We don't want to have to, to come up with solutions to our, the issues that we're criticizing each other about and never want to talk about solutions. Therefore, you ignore the problems and you stir everything up with issues in the, through the propaganda machine, the Instagram, the TikTok, and the Facebook, and, and uh, our public uh, television programs. It's not our economics, which is the cost of overreaching governance at every level, and every level is not balancing a budget. They all are on this system of taxes are gone by March and the rest of it's borrowed money. Well, where are they borrowing it from? How are they borrowing it? Through the treasury bills, through the stock market, through the Fed. That's the derivative bubble. Everybody's riding on it. And when it bursts, everybody is going to be hurt around the world. This, this in 2008... That debacle, which was caused by Bernanke, Bush, and, and uh, the Treasury Secretary, uh, went around the world on the, on the basis of a LIBOR rate of, of 12%. It, it almost bankrupt the whole, whole world. And when this, one, this bubble bursts, the whole world will go down with it. It's our enterprises that no longer use the profit. That's called the gold standard. We've been taken off the gold standard. There is no foundation to the House of Cards and the and and the uh, House of Debt. I call it, I get this from the Debt Clock. You go look at it. www.debtclock.com is the, .org is the only place you can even get close to generally accepted accounting principles for for what's going on in, at every level of our country and our fifty colonies. The debt with no limit standard. So we don't have a gold standard, and we have a debt uh, standard with no limit. Compounded interest at the Fed's behest using Keynesian economics, so bankers, economists, bureaucrats, professors, pseudo-billionaires, to rule. It's no longer the rule of law, which is the foundation of a democracy. It's the law of rulers. Well, who are these rulers? Well, in America, it's the wealthy. It's, it's, the, it's a, a violent and vulgar culture with the wealth residing with the few.
and the rest of us are are following the followers right into the the uh, gas chambers, if you want to put it that way, of bankruptcy, because it will affect everyone in this country, and it's <laughs> it's not there yet, quite there. Can it be saved? Well, that's why I do this podcast. Is that my proposed solution? Is I'm told it'll never happen. Is uh, a um, swing vote party called the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party to be the referee between the the, the, the radicals on both sides, the the Hatfields and the McCoys, blaming each other and. Of course, every president blames the previous president for everything. So we have the blame game going on real well. And, uh, but the law of the rulers is, is, is sneaking up on us, and uh, they don't want to destroy us. The Russians? No. Chinese? No. Iranians? No. Koreans? Hell no, they make money off of us. Japanese? No. All a form of fascism or communism in their governments, there are giant communes where, of course, the elite, the the wealthy, run everything. So um, we're no different. I guess maybe you would want to call us a monarchy rather than a um, co- uh, commune, uh, because basically, when you have a Biden or a Trump or or any president, they're pretty much a monarch. At this point, when you don't have the rule of law any longer, you don't have the Constitution any longer, you don't make money on anything any longer, you say taxes, 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 well, 46 different taxes don't even come close to covering this debt. And our leaders failing us 47 times by promising, making promises, they, they, and their party makes promises that they never keep. The, the contract of America, that was a farce, Dole and Gingrich. Uh, protests causing riots every time. Oh, yeah, we, we allow protests because we're a democracy. Well, okay, well, the riots happen every time. And the budgets are ignored and the debts are incurred every time. Every state in the union has the same concept of uh, deficit spending. Debts incurred. It's it's the new world standards. No longer is it the gold or silver or that standard that gave the foundation for a currency. It's now crypto. It's now a digit on the computer. It's a mine that we never know how much it's got or where it comes from, and it, and it has no tangible substance. The world has gone crazy. Is there any way to get it back on track? Go back to the rule of law? Sure. Go back to constitutional government? Yeah. Uh, we don't need to, to, to keep amending it for the, for the, and forget about history. You know, communists and, and socialists or whatever they're called, fascists, they want to destroy history and just make history uh, on what they de-edict. Uh, uh, de- um, so, what is... Your solution, Jerry, you just keep wailing on about this. Well, in, it's, in, in substance is go back to what made us great. Uh, we don't need to make America great again. We are great on the basis of 
democracy and its enterprise. It isn't economics. It's not a, the, this is not about economics. Economics is the cost side of the um, profit curve. No, it's about our enterprise, our enterprising American workers. That's our socialism, and the, and the shareholders are, are the capitalists, and the capitalists and the socialists go to get, work together every day in, the, in these enterprises. 60,000 start up every month, and 60,000 go out of business every month. Well, why would they go out of business? Well, it's because not everything works out for the entrepreneurs, and they're the ones taking the risks, not the rest of us even though I've been an entrepreneur many times, had bankruptcy twice. No, it's the, the country is, is the only democracy because of the bankruptcy laws. It allows people to fail and start over. And that failure is happening at every level of our government, and they're going to have to incur the same thing that these 60,000 that go out of business is they're going to have to pay the, off their debt with their assets, and if it isn't enough, then they'll have to um, seek some haircuts. In other words, uh, in a quasi-reorganization of bankruptcy, we would be saying we have to, to cut our 24 million government workers' payroll, which is $2 trillion a year, uh, and how would you do that? Just lay everybody off or fire everybody or... Whatever, no, you privatize agencies. Education, energy, transportation, agriculture, health care. Those that really operate on the basis of enterprise, producing a service or a product, and should be held accountable for making money. Okay, and privatize those agencies. And we've got them at every level. There's so much redundant cost in this so-called regulatory environment that we have. We've got way too many uh, government employees and regulators and getting in the way of, of making money. Well, making money takes from one and gives it to another. No, each of us have to be our own uh, little investment. And, uh, and we each have to take a responsibility for generating a profit. So the profit motive uh, in terms of the American Enterprise Party is not the only principle. We go back to the Constitution. We undo some of these amendments that, that are crazy and, and go back to uh, what I call the, the... It's not the gold standard any longer. Uh, it's the enterprise standard where... Uh, Yes, we can take a risk, we can, uh, we can fail, and in failure you have to t acknowledge that we're going to have to reduce our cost, which is the cost of economics. It's called the, uh, uh, the economies of scale. The more efficient and more effective you are with your skills and your management, the bottom line grows. It doesn't grow on the basis of how much you can borrow, it goes on how much you can make. And so we go back to that standard. That's what America great, made America great. That's why people are streaming through our borders, because they want a piece of that American pie, driven by the so-called American dream. So what is the American dream? Well, I've written a poem called 
our America, or my America anyway, is all built on this, this particular podcast of our Constitution, getting our debt down to a break-even point for our enterprise, close the borders, less people can come here and be vetted and, and can contribute to our society's safety, security, and profitability. They shouldn't be let in. The leaders should be on the basis of some uh, background and experience in how to run a business. Not all of them be attorneys, professors, or economists. Those are the people that uh, supposedly are telling all the rest of us what to do. We should be telling them to do their own job better. And uh, so it's leadership. Leadership has to have some experience. Did Donald, Donald Trump, he was a businessman. Look what happened there. He's a real estate guy. I'm not talking about uh, uh, real estate, which is what nursing home operators, uh, the big corporations that are buying all the nursing homes, they want the real estate. No, we have to have people that are in leadership here that knows how to run an enterprise. And who would you suggest that, that be? Well, right this at this point, I would, uh, if I if I had my druthers, I would pick dinos, Democrats of in name only, and rhinos, Republicans in name only, and recruit them to be in the American Enterprise Party, because supposedly that blend would be middle of the road referee for getting consensus on what better drives this country than free enterprise. That's what makes us great, that's what's going to keep us great, and that's what we should be focusing on. And so that would be, uh, the rhino would be um, Mitt Romney. Oh, well, he, he's a loser. He lost. Well, no, I, I'm not sure he lost for the wrong reasons or the right reasons. I don't know, but he Bain Capital, his company, is, is, is experts on how to turn around bankrupt organizations, and that's how he made his uh, wealth. And I would propose that he is a leader. He's demonstrated that. He does have a vision that's similar to what I'm talking about here now, I believe. And the other person would be Joe Manchin, who is a dino, who is now, they both say they're retiring out of the Senate, but I think they're both looking for another uh, party. And I would suggest that uh, they team up with me and and this American Enterprise Party uh, dream that I've had for 35, 40 years and try to take the country back, get it in a profitable mode, write, write off a lot of this, the, the debt that we owe these foreign uh, countries that have... Um, generated their wealth off of America and our ideas. Everywhere you go, you'll see the the, the Western ideas being uh, capitalized on by the Eastern and the European countries. So they should have to pay the price of some of this. Uh, so are you going to say they're going to be president, the Manchin and, and Romney are going to be president and vice president? No, it doesn't need to be that way. No, the swing vote is is that with this strategy, and we've got to focus on a quasi-reorganization plan, which are in my books, the trilogy, the American Enterprise 
part, political party trilogy, the volume one, why we have to do it, which we've talked about here, and the volume two on how you do it, well, we've, we've talked about that as well. And then the, th- the third is who's going to do it. Well, and we're talking about who's going to do it, risk-taking Americans who stand for uh, what makes America great, keep it great. So that's the message for today. I hope I didn't uh, put you to sleep, nor I hope I didn't turn you off, but I'm trying to turn you on to we have to be seeking solutions to this nightmare, not because it, it, it's making the American dream into an American nightmare, and we will not solve it unless we stop it. And then we have to go forward in a profit motive, motive um, um, not just motive, but the, the standard. The, uh, not having the debt as the standard, but profit as the standard, and we would have to look at how we compete around the world because we're not going to bring all these, these ideas and all these supply and manufacturers back here. We, we just, U.S. Steel was just sold to Japan. It's still happening. You know, we're not going to make America great again by being what it was in World War II when President Roosevelt saved us with the ingenious use of trade war bond, or uh, war bonds. And that's what I'm suggesting we, we use to find this, finance this turnaround is trade war bonds. And, and everybody's going to have to invest in America. That includes the big guys, and they're going to have to invest a, a higher percentage than, than others. A uh, percentage of net worth should be then invested in war bonds, 10% war bonds. And we'll get this thing turned around. This is Roosevelt won the Second World War. We haven't won a war since, and we won't with bad leadership. So that's some of the, of, of the, the ways to do this. It took me some 800 pages and three books to really think through this, since I have the experience. I have been a consultant. Arthur Anderson trained me, and I've been a consultant to government and to the Methodist Church and did help save it from bankruptcy. So I do have a bank background, and I think I could be fill that role for uh, Romney and Manchin in the leading, uh, leading the country uh, out of bankruptcy. And... Uh, then maybe influencing other countries to uh, implement the uh, American enterprise method of, of government, which is uh, two parties, fine. The third party is only as a referee, but for consensus. And realize that we cannot regulate this thing to, to perfection. We cannot green the new deal it to anything but destruction. So if you if you don't have an ounce of common sense, you're probably going to be turning me off. But if you got an ounce of common sense, you better turn yourself on to this because we've got to to make the move now before this thing crashes because the bubble is inflated to the point it's going to burst all over every American and everyone in in uh, in in the, in in. Uh, our planet, because the dependency on America is huge, and we are not leading the world right now. The world is leading us into destruction. Thanks for listening.